0: I didn't want to have Doobie come on the show and not talk to him about our brother. Um we recently lost our brother, Aaron Spears, and uh I just wanted to talk to you about how you feel about that and uh how was this the, the environment and the setting at the service. I couldn't make it to the service, but um just share some insight and some light about our brother
1: Aaron. And Aaron Spears is one of the dopest people you ever wanna you ever wanted to meet. And and I ain't just talking about his drumming yeah uh he was when i when i talk about character he is the poster child for that word yeah his character was so amazing man and he was just such a wonderful brother man he was so kind-hearted and just he was just everything that people said about him it was a it was true yeah um me and, me and Aaron been been brothers for a long, you know, I want to say at least since the early 2000s, like early two thousand, mm-hmm. before people really knew who he was. Right. You know, and um, he was just a cool brother then. Yeah. And so I, I pray for his family, his, his wife and son and his father, you know, I didn't really know his mother, but I knew I I known his father for a long yeah. time.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and um, but it, it it broke my heart, man. Mm. It broke my heart to to lose him. But yeah. you know, the service was one of the best services for homegrown I've ever been to in my life. Yeah it was it was beautiful man tastefully done yeah. professional you know just like him
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so I, I was happy about that you know yes, sir. it was such a beautiful thing a beautiful service and you know i didn't leave worn down and just sad and
2: yeah and,
1: you know i left you know a good a good Good cries and good sad. It
0: was right. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, man. You know. R.I.P. to my boy.
0: Rest in peace to our brother, yeah. To the legend Aaron Spears. Thank you, bro. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, sir. Um yeah. with with you being so close to these people and establishing these relationships over the years, um, is the artist your friend? They may be your friend, but in the different cases, are they? Is the artist your friend?
1: It depends on the artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they ain't your friend. Sometimes <laughs> you just dare to do a job, right? You know, and sometimes they come in. You come into it with them not being your friend, but then mm-hmm. you end up being friends, right? You know, so I think it's. It's 50 50. It, de- it depends on the artist because some yeah. artists are not friendly at all, and you don't even want to be their friend. You just <laughs> want to do your job and get out of there. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's some of them you end up creating friendships.
0: Okay. And they last, right? Lasting friendships, right? Over the mm-hmm. year. Yeah, that's cool. All right, that's dope. Yeah. What's your favorite studio session? I think we all know probably, but you, I don't know. I can't say because you have amazing studio sessions on your personal, but then you've also played on some Epic studio sessions as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would, I would have to put Kim's record up there. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite
0: record from that, from that time?
1: I would say from that from that record, yeah. Um. Wow, I I would have to probably say "Lift Jesus" or Mm. "Radical Son." Probably "Lift Jesus." All right.
2: Lock.
0: Bye, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 14 of the Unify Podcast. I got my brother here, man. My hometown homie. CT in the building. Stand up. My boy Doobie Powell. Yeah. Man, talk about that uh that experience. What were you playing? Um, what kit did you play on that?
1: Um, man, you making me feel like a drummer again. Dog, <laughs> you are, man. it. <clears throat> but you know, back then, I just wanted to be like. I just wanted to sound like Dave Weckl, so I was playing Yamaha. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I did something, it was, you know, I need a Yamaha kit. Yeah. Did you so call I it had, or
0: Alex already had it?
1: Well, they asked me what did I want to play. Okay. And, and uh, you know, so they backlined it. and wow. So I, I, I had a Yamaha Maple Custom, you know, the yeah. same one Dave played. I, yeah. I just wanted to. Sound like him, and I used everything stocked my snare,
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything.
0: Wow. That snare you was know. cranked, bro. Like, what did y'all replace it at all? Or it was straight up.
1: No, nah. we she you knows. know, we wasn't in the replacement back then, it was, yeah, you know, so yeah, that was it's was just you know, good miking and good miking, and you know, we was at a real dope studio out there, Wheeler Studio,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh. Yeah, it was just a a, amazing kit, and you know what? What else did I play? I can't remember the symbols, all the symbols I played because I was the I'm the guy that I don't want to be congealed to one brand.
0: Okay, yeah, I dig that. Play what you. you I want
1: to play what sounds good. What makes. Yeah, he sound good. So I was playing a little bit of everything. That's dope. Back then, I you know I had Zildjian, uh, Peisty Yeah. You know, I I play a little bit of every, whatever symbol I feel makes me. Yeah. You know, I'm even like that today. If I if I ever do get on the drums, even though I I was I had a deal with Peisty
2: mm-hmm.
1: But you know. I'm like, I want to be able to play whatever I want to play. Right. You know? That's dope. So, yeah, that, you know, I I can't remember exactly what symbols I used, but it was a, a, a plethora. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Any other members from that session? Anything you want to touch on? Um,
1: It was just a, a beautiful time. Uh, a lot of the times I was, it was just me, Alex, and Kim. Wow. Because I was, you know, a lot of times they they used me as the foundation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I was like playing the dummy tracks a lot of the time. Wow. Like when I played, none of what you heard was there. <laughs> Jesus. It was just like some chords and key bass and, mm-hmm. you know, the vocals was there.
0: Okay. But, that makes
1: sense. Okay. But, you know, Johnny wasn't on it yet. You know on the songs i played um so it was just cool being a part of the the foundation and the creation
2: Yeah,
0: um, of one of the most timeless loved beloved albums of all time bro yes like we missed everlasting life when it wasn't available to stream because it, whatever they went through with tommy boy and it wasn't online it just came back like two two or three years ago so mm-hmm we didn't have it in our iTunes or the CD already, we couldn't find it.
1: Yep.
0: So I remember the day it came out when we released, everybody was happy that we have access to it now because that album, it's it's almost beloved like the D'Angelo, the Voodoo album. Like You know what I mean? Like it's No Skips. That's an album I can listen to with no skips.
1: Yep. And that's rare, bro. And it's like you hear that record right now you think it just came out?
0: Yeah, sonically, and, uh, substance, musician, like vocally, it's, it's incredible, bro. Yep,
1: yeah. and Pro- and it, people hit me up about that record all the time. Yeah, so, like if I'm overseas, people they'll bring the record to me. Wow, the sign. Yeah, that's incredible. They see my name on it, mm-hmm. or you know, know yeah. that I played. So it's it's definitely. I knew I made it when I was in, you know, I was in Japan. Wow. And I'm sitting in the hotel lobby waiting for my key. I'll never forget this. We was in Nagoya. It's a it's a town in, in Japan.
2: Yeah.
1: And we was getting ready to play this club called Bottom Line. It's like a big club out there. And so I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for my key. Mm-hmm. And the elevator opens, and it's Dennis Chambers. Wow. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my headphones on. I was like, and I just started screaming. I was like, hey, that's Dennis Chambers. Right. And my father was like, hey, man, don't be yelling out here. <laughs> and then he looked. He was like, oh, that is Dennis Chambers. Yeah. Because you know, they knew each other from, from right you know, back in the day. So they started talking, and then he came and shook my hand. I was like, hey, man. Hey, you want, you guys want to come to my show tonight? I got a show tonight. And we was off. Yeah. Cuz he was we were playing at the same club. He was playing at the, the next night. night. Yeah. So, we was I was like, yeah. So, I went to the show and hung out and he killed yeah. and, and um then he invited me up to the dressing room. Now, this cat don't even know me. Wow. He's just being nice cuz mm-hmm. we in Japan. I'm Probably one of the only few black people he's seen. Right. <laughs> so we talking, and he said, "He's like, hey man, so you know, you in Japan, man? What you doing? And you must do something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, right. yeah, "I play, I play drums a little bit. I, you know, I do this, I do that." He was like, yeah. "Well, what? You know, what have you done? Tell me some. Tell me some about you. You ever done some records?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "You know, at the time, I had only done Kim's record." So. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I played on this this artist named Kim Burrell. I played drums on her her latest record, and wow! he was like, he was like, who? Oh, wait, did you say Kim Burrell? And Amazing. I was like, yeah. And he went in his bag, like his little book bag, and he pulled out the CD, and wow. he was like, "You playing on this CD?" <laughs> and, and I was like, and I'm sitting there looking like. Did this cat just pulled the CD, off? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm playing on this on that CD. He was yeah. like, And he looked, he was like, Are you H. Doobie Powell? And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, Yes, <laughs> he was like, Man, I ought to hit you with this freaking chair, man. <laughs> like, you No, know, you're so dope. You're so and 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 I was just sitting there like, I am I think I'm dreaming right now. Right, yeah. I got to be dreaming. Right. And Like, from that moment on, we've been cool. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: amazing, bro. You deserve
1: all the props. Because of that record. Yeah.
0: You deserve all the accolades. This is episode 14 of the In The Pocket Podcast with my friend and brother, Doobie Powell, man, the legend himself. Hey, dude let's play a game called Rapid Fire, right? I'm going to give you a choice, and you tell me uh, what your choice is from this multiple choice, all right? So, New York or L.A.?
1: Now, is this living or...?
0: Whatever your preference is. Visit, living, what? L.A. L.A. In-ears or headphones?
1: Headphones.
0: Jamaica or Puerto Rico?
1: Wow, that's crazy. I ain't been to neither.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well,
1: we can skip that.
0: Um, Let's do Japan or Mexico?
1: Japan, for sure. Japan.
0: All right. Uh, Surf and turf or soul food? Soulful. Soulful. 7A drumsticks or 5A drumsticks?
1: Oh, 7A all day. You played them sessions on 7A drumsticks? 7A. Come on, doctor. Them five. I don't know how y'all play them 5As and 5Bs. 7A? And, and tree trunks y'all be playing. I can't do
0: wow. it. Wow. I haven't played 7A since I was 13 or 14 years old. They too playing. I can't. I don't know. I couldn't do it.
1: But you, I you, played you, 7As and peter erskine tips yes sir it's <laughs> my favorite it's my favorite sticks Dope.
0: Houston or Atlanta
1: man I know this rapid fire <laughs> uh I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Houston
0: Houston okay Vegas and Nashville oh,
1: God, I love both but I think I might have to choose the Nashville
0: okay Italian food, Spanish food, or Jamaican food?
1: Ooh, I think I'm about to say Jamaican food. I just bought some Jamaican food tonight.
0: So. What's that spot around down the street from the church that we used to go to?
1: Oh, there's Dunn's River. Dunn's River, Scotts. Yeah, we got we got a whole bunch of Jamaican food. Oh,
0: yeah, Hartford is like a half Jamaican anyway. So it was mm-hmm. Albany Avenue is all Jamaican. Oh man, um, let's see, uh, Dilla or Q-Tip? Ooh.
1: Man, Dylan. But I love Q tip. That's of one course. of my favorite rappers.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Um Roland D50 or the Roland XP80. D50. D50.
1: Uh
0: Herbie or George Duke? <laughs> George Duke, doc. Yes, sir. Appetizers or dessert? Ooh that's some tough appetizers alright electric band or yellow jackets oh oh, oh.
1: yellow jackets yellow jackets alright
0: Billy Cobham or Dennis Chambers
1: Dennis Chambers
0: Tony Williams or Steve Gadd.
1: Steve Gadd.
0: Benny Caluda or Dave Weckl
1: Dave Dave
0: Ro- Rhodes or Whirly? Rhodes. Pharrell or Kanye?
1: That's a tough one. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to go with Pharrell.
0: Touring or studio sessions?
1: Studio. Dope.
0: Pizza or Chinese?
1: Ooh. Uh I'ma say pizza.
0: Okay. Last one. Character or skill?
1: Character. Can you explain why? Because character gets you in the door before skill do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta be able to be accepted and be, you know, people look at you and want to be around you, not just because you're talented.
0: Yeah. It means something. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, my brother. All right. Let's play a game called A Picture Worth One Word. I'm going to give you some of your album covers and you tell me the, the vibe or the mood from that, from that session. Okay. So we're starting off with number one.
1: <laughs>
0: when you see this, what do you think? How do you describe it?
1: I describe that as... healing. Healing. All right.
0: I'm going to try to go in order. I don't know if I'm right.
1: Yeah, that's the second one. This this one was... uh. That was more so, I wanna say, Processing. Processing, dope.
0: Right, I'm gonna go quick, cause you got a million records.
1: <laughs> yep, that's the third one. This was, this one was, it's, it's a word I wanna say. And that was overcome. I, Over, I was yeah. overcoming because I had just got robbed. Wow, I remember. And yeah, you and somebody Johnny. Somebody broke, broke in my house and stole my whole studio. Wow. Stole everything. I remember that. Wow. And.
0: Was that 05?
1: Yeah. Dang. Stole everything while I was at church Sunday morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um. I was so hurt, and then my dad and my one of my mentors, my cousin, he I called him Uncle because he was like my dad's age, but mm-hmm. he was actually my cousin. Right. And uh, but he was like one of the ones that really poured into me, my, mm-hmm. my Uncle Harold. Okay. My dad gave me a bunch of equipment. Wow. My dad is the reason why I got Pro Tools, because he gave, he said, take my Pro Tools, you'll do more with it than me. Wow. <laughs> and and I wasn't even using Pro Tools. Yeah, no. Nah. You know, until he gave me that. But yeah. He gave me that, and then my cousin Harold gave me a bunch of equipment, and then this guy named Bishop Terry Stringer. Mm. He was, he gave me, he called me one day and was like, Hey, I want you to come by the church real quick and, you know, make sure you got a you know, a car or a van or something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I get to the church and they come off the elevator and they open the elevator and it's uh, all this equipment. Wow. And he was like, here, man, I want you to take this and, you know, do something with it. Yeah. You know, and it was, some of it was old equipment right it was just the fact that he gave me stuff yeah. that i can use and then another
2: yeah.
1: another preacher that that's in the music sent me wow. some equipment in the mail and you know and i was just like okay i got a little studio against. yeah that's how that record came about wow just, that's why i called it can't stop uh can't be stopped yes, sir. i can't be stopped i, I was mad
0: all right, next one.
1: Um, well, you know, for Zoe, it was before this. Oh, it
0: was before, okay. You're right, I put my order in the wrong place. So,
1: I'll go here. Yep, for Zoe. Um, this started out as me from um, just making, it started out as me just trying to make a little mixtape to mm-hmm. bring the AIM. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it, it just became more than than that. And uh, my daughter, Zoe, she was kind of brand new back mm-hmm. then. Yeah.
2: Because
1: I put that out in, in 07. Mm-hmm. And Zoe was, you know, she was a little over a year old. And me and her was rocking every day yeah. because denise would be at work right and, um, so me and zoe be rocking all day long <laughs> and she'd just be in the studio with me
0: right
1: so i you know i called that's why i called it for zoe that's amazing and her name means life so it was just I yeah like
0: for it. life that's for dope See, no, we didn't know that we just thought it was a tribute to your daughter now we know what the meaning is that's dope so back to the time is now because this this record was popping yep this this was uh you you came with a different sound on this one do you agree yeah it's, it still was you but it was you you opened up to like a more electronic sound
1: yeah definitely it was uh I, you know logic was hot back then mm-hmm. so even though i still use the pro tubes like it doesn't matter what you use I Mm. always end up in pro Tools, no matter what to make sure so I I was you know on the logic train for a while so all my I was tracking everything in logic
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which which you know opened me up to some other sounds and some other you know thought processes but um so that's kind of how that you know, I have to give Logic props, because kind of, even though I don't use it no more, but Logic right. was kind of what, you know, kind of got me on that mindset, because I was just like, oh man, this this sound dope. Oh, this yeah. is dope sound, this is dope. And, you know, and I was just, I was just coming up with stuff left yeah. and right, right. just because I was in Logic, mm-hmm. and uh, which allowed me to have a, you know, another sound. Mm-hmm. And um, or another thought process, I'll say, gotcha. and, and that's what that's what got me made that record kind of different. Got gotcha. you.
0: I don't know if I'm in order. I'm probably not, but I'm gonna go straight to this next one.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's one before there, but it ain't. It was a mixtape. Okay,
0: I try to go straight albums and not mixtapes Yeah.
1: But... <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So, Future. Yeah. Future was, uh, you know, I don't really talk about this, but, you know, most people know I I got divorced.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, in between, before that record came, it was just a rough time for me. Like, I had stopped doing everything, stopped yeah. doing music, stopped going out on the road. Um, so it was tough. And it was like one day God was like, you know, I didn't tell you to to stop. Mm. And uh it was like something just clicked. Yeah. And and I just created that record in like a month and a half. It just It was like God just was pouring stuff in my in my in my brain wow so that that, that's why I called it future because it was just kind of like I gotta you know I can't sit in this present yeah you know it's gonna mess up my future if I don't
0: yeah you
1: know what I'm saying if I don't fix the present yeah so it was it was it was another form of healing and and just kind of letting go and And uh, you know, working towards the future.
0: Yeah, full speed ahead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is this the answer? Is this the answer to the to future?
1: Um, you could say that. Okay. Because I think we'll forever be finding ourselves. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to do it more than once right yeah (laughs) you know so finding myself came out of me just kind of reminiscing on the past and understanding that you know we can always gravitate to something else
2: yeah
0: Bro, I love this I love this so much man because all of these albums are from your heart you know what I'm saying Like yeah, it's, it's a story for, yeah. it's
1: a story for each one of them
0: yeah
1: <clears throat> you know and if you know people say some people say the best music comes from pain and it mm. comes from you know tough from life circumstances yeah circumstance you know so I I I don't I don't want to say I i want to go through bad stuff but <laughs> you, <know.
0: laughs> you don't want the mary j uh, complex right no. <laughs> the broken heart keep writing off no. you but you've been through so much but god always exalts you man he always brings you up and brings you out so salute to you for that let's go to the next one
1: crazy yeah gemini gemini was uh it actually was a mixtape okay and it was just something I decided to put out on my birthday mm. back in, uh, I want to say, 2011. Okay. And uh, so that's it just out of order. really.
0: It's in between. It was in between the times now and future.
1: No, it's not. No?
0: It's, it's right. 2000...
1: It, it is right? right? Yeah. Okay. And um, I did it to actually pay homage to some of my favorite writers and musicians Mm. so that's why i redid herbie hancock's
2: yeah
1: trust me i redid giants strength i redid uh i paid homage to bill Mm weathers i paid i know i know i know yeah that's just tough Woo I paid homage to Billy Preston. That's, uh, I did. That's the way God played it. Yeah. I paid homage to DJ Rogers, uh, Coming Back. Yeah, classics. Uh, and then um, Stevie Wonder. I, I I redid Evil. A lot of people didn't know that was his song. Yeah, it, I didn't know that was mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was Stevie Wonder's song, man. You got to hear it you ain't never heard his version yeah. That, that cat I had to drop the key because I was like how's he He's singing this up line? there yeah <laughs> but but um, yeah I and then then I did like two songs original songs but it was more so to pay comics to to uh, to those writers
0: that's dope
1: man that's why it says Gemini because I I released it actually on my birthday, on birthday. that's tough alright let me speed up all things new yeah that was uh that was just me being happy that you know god allowed me to get out of 2020 yeah right (laughs) so many people didn't make it yes sir and uh i i wanted to celebrate that and it's crazy because after I released that, then I got I caught COVID. <laughs> Man, I I thought I was out of here. I was really? in hospital. That was, but um, yeah, but that's where that came from. Just kind of. Then you dropped a you know. Christmas joint, right? Oh yeah. What well,
0: is
1: this? There's, there's uh. Leander's Road was after. I
0: thought it was after. I thought it was after the Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, Leander's Road was was next.
0: That's such a polished record, Doobie. Like this Leander's Road record is so polished, bro. Like it's it's it might be almost your jazz record.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, this is this is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um it's unfortunate that it came out of my pain of losing pops,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, that's that's why that record exists. Cause yeah. that was my healing, man. And I heard somebody say sometimes you don't need to go to what you love for healing. Like, yeah, I beg to differ. Right. Because that was part of our connection. Yeah. Me and my dad. We shared music with each other every day. Yeah, he would he would text me like Doc, check this out, (laughs) and you know that was our thing. Music was our thing. So, um, and he did that to all of us. It wasn't just me. Yeah. And uh, so when he the the day he passed, um, I came home and I couldn't sleep, Mm. and I. And I wrote and recorded alive. It's like one of the first songs on there. Wow. I I recorded it that night and like you could hear me crying. Yeah. And and uh and then it was just like, Okay, let me record something else. Yeah. You know, it just kinda it kept going. My, my my writing I started writing and, it it was just a it was just a whole thing and it was like when I finished it was so therapeutic sometimes I listen to it now when I'm thinking about Pops
0: yeah
1: um so yeah yeah that's that's (laughs) yeah it choked up thinking about it but that's that's where that record came from yes sir Art tunes. Talk to
0: me about this, this is, this record is crazy.
1: Art tools is just, you know, I never did a actual instrumental record. Mm-hmm. That's something I never, I recorded all, you know, kind of other records, but I never did a straight, like, instrumental. Yeah. And my dad used to always say, you should do, you should put out some instrumental music, man.
0: Yeah
1: you know and uh so that was kind of me saying okay dad yeah check this out right and uh, i still got some singing on it too yeah. but you know its majority is mostly
0: your daughter's on there too
1: Killing. <laughs> like, yeah Woo! yeah i got them singing on there beautiful man
0: beautiful um what what inspired you to want to do the, the, the collaboration
1: the best of um yeah. it the, it was just because i know there's a lot of songs and uh records that a lot of people don't know it's like it's funny because every time i put out a record i gain new followers but of they course. don't know what i did previously yeah, they only they they start right there yeah. And go forward versus you got to go back twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, all that they missed So it's like let me let me put some of this music on here, right? Together that they may not have heard before. It's know? a dope
0: collection, man. I listen to it every day.
1: Uh, thank you.
0: Yes, sir. This is episode fourteen of the In the Pocket Podcast with my friend and brother, Mr. doobie Powell. We're gonna play a game called Check My Catalog, Dub. I'm gonna play a snippet of one of your records. And you tell me some backstory about it, all right?
2: Okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no man that you you've done that record and recorded it in videos and performances but i just realized that you hadn't had it on wax like you didn't record it as far as like for us to stream or, or purchase so when that came out i was extremely happy because that version i remember you did it in new haven was it new haven when we did it when uh you had uh beehive brandon and you had uh, was is Jaris? that Jarius? Jarius, from L- uh LA there mm-hmm. and everybody. Yeah, I remember that. So, I was waiting for that to drop. That never dropped. And then you finally put this version out.
1: Yeah, that was actually supposed to be a a, a DVD. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when DVDs was popping. Yeah. But it never you know, there was some issues between the people that was doing it and everything, okay. so it never really happened. It's but- still on
0: um it's on your Bandcamp page though.
1: Yeah, the audio.
0: Is. Yeah, the audio is still there. It's crushing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got the audio there, but that um that song, it's been recorded so many times, or you know, like the the live concert I did in New York. Yep. Um, and then on my Fazoe record is where it first yes entered the world. Right, but um. Yeah, that song was more so um just a vibe, man. We yeah. created that at a uh <laughs> I actually performed it for the first time at AIM. Okay. I wanna say like two thousand five or something like that. Wow. And and um and they, the response was so dope, I was like, Well, maybe I need to record it. Yeah. So then I put it on that for Zoe record, mm-hmm. um, but the one you just played, someone was uh, doing a COVID benefit,
2: mm.
1: and they wanted uh they wanted to use that song as you know part okay. of their
0: yeah
1: you know motivation you know for. Blowing, you know, just blowing the whole, yeah, COVID, COVID thing up, so right? They they uh asked if they can record that, and then they brought um my girl and Alexis Alexis to to sing to sing on it, you know, sing on it with me. Wow, so we went to LA, and it was supposed to be a, a whole video, um like they recorded us in the studio and everything wow but i guess they decided not to go with it so right we, we did we did the whole thing uh out in la a couple of days it was it was it was a nice situation
0: that's tough all right next record talk to me about that amazing um remix of Agnes Day
1: Yeah man that was one of my I, when i first heard that song you know i was i was like man this song is so so dope you but know you, and it was you,
0: powerful. you, black, you blackified, you oh, blackified yeah, the catholic hymn man
1: <laughs> i i had to definitely make it make it make it me yeah man <laughs> You know, I mean, if you're gonna do somebody's song, you can't right. do it. You can't do it like them. You know, right. you gotta, it gotta be, it gotta make sense that yes, you sir. know people got to be able to see something else from it. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was just me paying homage, man. Like, I, I really liked the song. I liked that their, their way. Yeah. You know, I wasn't gonna do it their way. Yeah.
0: So, yes,
1: sir.
0: Let's go to this one.
2: <laughs>
1: moving, <y'all. laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no. the song I stole? <laughs> I know we
0: Wow! Please give me the backstory
1: <laughs> on your
0: hit song "All the Glory,"
1: the song that I stole.
0: Lord Jesus,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey give man, us the backstory, I, man. It was just a song, man. I, I wanted to, you know, write a song that everybody could sing. You right, know, the, the church choir could sing that song. Um, did you
0: debut, debut the same? Did you debut the same, or was it
1: for that? You said at aim.
0: Yeah did you did did you like let the world hear it first in aim or did you do it at home first?
1: No, the the first time I ever sung that song was the what you hearing. Wow. Yeah, I had never, you know, I I had just wrote it. Wow. I I I just wrote it and taught it in rehearsal. Are we talking like oh four oh five? 05.
0: 05, Yeah,
1: that's okay. that's when, because that the night that that were, that we recorded that record, mm-hmm. it was actually my CD release for Can't Be Stopped. Wow, I Jeez. released Can't Be Stopped that night, but I also recorded. Nobody knew I was recording.
2: Yeah, you know?
1: I had my own equipment, so I just plugged up. Yeah, and lined everything up, and, and we just. When they introduced me, we pressed we went in the red. Yeah. And uh that's what you hear Yeah. From that that's from that night.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: So that was the first time I had ever sung it. First time. I mean, I mean well, we sung it in rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but live, that was the first time. That was the first time, huh?
0: Okay. So uh that was Beehaj, that was Brandon and Alskiet and Kevin and you. Yeah.
1: Bunt, uh, Bunt, and Ruslan Sirota. Okay, he was on. He was on keys too. I didn't actually play no keys that night. Wow, it okay. was it was all of them playing, and and then Lil Johnny was on percussion. My guy Johnny. <laughs> all right, this is
0: one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I was praise <laughs> up oh that, that was i miss gospel music man we need more music <laughs> like that man music is supposed to inspire it's supposed to make you feel different man yeah and like, if you don't feel it from that like you're not listening to the right stuff man so thank you for creating this music that we can listen to i call i call your music jersey turnpike music because it just goes bro like <laughs> you can put it on and we just go you know when you get on, when you get through new york and you get in the turnpike you just cruising and, 95. And 95 South, dude. That's just you go, man. And that's that's how we feel about <laughs> music, man. It just you can put your records on and just it's a vibe the whole time, man. And we love that about that. Love that from you and for that. Yes, sir.
1: Praise up. What's up? Who's on it? Uh Johnny DeBose. Yeah. Ace Livingston. Ace um Kevin is on Oregon. And uh and then I kinda I did everything else.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, you, on, you, know. you on drums too. Yeah.
0: Cut that at the crib, I heard, right?
1: At my studio. I had yeah. I had my own studio back then. So okay. Yeah, I cut them there.
0: That's dope, man. So tight, so precise. The way you just think, you know, it's not a lot of aggressive hi-hat. It's just it's perfect placement, man.
1: Yeah, well, I you know, I, I appreciate that, but I think You're not really doing your job as a musician if you're Mm -hmm. not producing.
0: Yeah,
1: got you. You gotta you gotta be able to produce yourself and think Mm -hmm. about everything that's around you. Yeah, you gotta think about the whole picture. Yeah, not just not just you playing. Yeah. Oh, and that's where a lot of musicians miss it. They miss that they're actually. producing themselves yeah very true on their instrument
0: right very true bro let's go to one of your biggest records <laughs> in spite of it all, I will rejoice, man. Talk to me about that amazing record, bro. Life-changing record.
1: Man, I wrote that song in my worship time, my personal worship time. Yeah. And uh sometimes when I'm I would just sit in my studio or at a key my keyboard yeah. and, and just play. Mm-hmm you know, with the lights off, no, right. I'm not tracking. I'm just, I'm just, you know, spending time with God sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that was my, that was birthed out of my worship.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, I sung it, <laughs> I sung it at convocation. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget. I think it was Mason temple. Wow. I sung it and um, it was like, wow! Everybody like loved the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I recorded it.
0: And
1: did anybody cool. ask you to
0: re- record re-record it?
1: Yeah, a few people wanted to re-record it. A <laughs> few people did. I know, uh, Jake's. Wow, they wanted to re- they wanted to record it, but I guess the whole thing that record never happened
0: okay
1: um and then jj wanted to record it jj harrison mm-hmm. uh, but that didn't work out and um a few other people
0: yeah
1: you know i'm, I'm so never bad. yeah i'm never so worried about other giving my giving my babies away mm-hmm you know, I'm never so worried about that because my babies are special. Yes. You know, and sometimes it's not worth other people recording it.
2: Mm.
1: You know, because it's not gonna be what it should be.
2: So yeah.
1: Not saying that they would have did a bad job. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not hype. I'm not the guy that's just one here. Record my re-record my songs. I don't yeah.
2: care.
1: <laughs> like some. You know, some songs ain't ain't. You know, I don't want nobody to re-record them.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: and that and and I felt at first I felt like well maybe I shouldn't be like that, but then I saw Prince say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prince was like, I don't want nobody recording none of my re record my songs because yeah, you know, my songs are already great. Right. So he wouldn't even never he wouldn't even give people. You know, he wouldn't even sign. Let
0: them sample. You. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you know, but uh, I'm cool with, with with it just being mine. Um, and, you know, I think I, who's on that song? Oh, Vinny Vendell, uh, Jeff Gittleman. Yeah. Brandon's on bass. Yeah. Uh, and then I did everything else.
0: That's amazing, Dubi. You're one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life, bro. Um, <laughs> with with that that talent, does any frustration come? Um, and I've asked other other creatives this: Does frustration come because you're human with uh, seeing people that are not as talented as you um, in the be seem like they have more success?
1: Heck yeah, yeah without a doubt.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's frustrating because it's like what a, what am I doing with all this talent?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: <laughs> and and it and it and it it means any it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, if if these people can make it and I have to look at them and let them critique and tell me. Yeah. And I know and this ain't this ain't being hype but I know I'm better than some of these people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: But it's just like, you know, it's the way of the world when you, when, you know, you know, the right folk
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or you got people that's willing to take a chance on you. Yeah. You know, then we have all these other folk that really don't need to be there.
0: Right. Has anybody ever tried to change your sound or make you change your sound?
2: Mm hmm.
1: Wow a couple labels that I went to they they was like man you're really t- you're really talented but we think you should go this way mm. like nah wow that ain't that ain't what I'm that ain't what I'm feeling
2: yeah
1: yeah so you know it's the way of the world man but I'm cool with me being on my own road yeah and and I think if you can't get cool with that, then
2: yeah,
1: you know, you're gonna have a miserable life.
0: I saw Kev on stage say, you know, like I'm fine with making the content for my people. You
1: mm-hmm. know, the
0: people that rock with me, support me and rock with me. And I, I just told my wife this the other day, like she with her handbags, I was like, you know, you have your own set of customers and they'll come to you and we're gonna try to grow that. We're gonna try to find a like-minded people, but you know, I think you have a cult following, bro. Like people who rock with you all over the world from Japan all the way back to the United States, you know. And I think that's to be commended because you put your 30 years into the game. And and we love you, we support you, and we want we want that sound. We don't we don't want to hear doobie do something else. We want to hear yeah. doobie be doobie. And I think I want you to know that that we appreciate it. And uh sometimes the reward is not always in finances but it's in favor it's in you know other things long life it's in health it's in other things so and we want you to be successful we want you to have everything that god has for you but just know that you're dope and that real the real ones know
1: yeah i yeah. appreciate that man yeah and that's that's just that's all that i, I want man i i just want to be happy and content yeah and i want people to feel what i feel yeah you know and that that's you can't ask for no more than that man yeah whoever god allows me to touch that's that's who it is you know that's that's that means my job is 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 getting done
0: yeah that's dope so bro and wrapping up you you're a strong man you've been through so much and your family has experienced so much hurt and loss um how are you how are you staying strong in these in these trying times with everything you've been through from your early 20s to now as a you know the head of your family how how are you guys keeping together in this t- in this trying time god my yeah. faith
1: my faith yeah my belief or hurt my my uh <laughs> stick to <stick-to-iveness>, yeah <laughs> my trusting in his word yeah me following the principles and the guidelines yeah that keep that keeps us mm-hmm. rooted yeah you know and just staying on that destiny road man these are just sometimes when you're driving and there's like Debris in the road and rocks and different stuff, glass in the road while you're driving on the highway. Sometimes you have to navigate around it. Yeah. Or, you, know, you know, still try to stay on that road because you can't get off this road. Right. You know? And destiny, man, is, is a long road. Yeah. You know, and if you take one of these exits, off of the destiny road that may take you so far away from your destiny that now you gotta try to navigate back yeah. to this road that you should have never got off of. Where, you know, yeah. so my mind is to just stay on this road cause that's the only thing that's gonna keep me rooted yeah. is in on this road and, 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 doing god's will man and Mm -hmm. god's will ain't always necessarily you know and people need to understand this um god's will ain't always in the church behind a pulpit
0: true right
1: you know and once i i had to get my mind set off of that because i felt that that was the only early in my career i felt that that was the only way yeah. That I can be who I wanted to be. Mm. Is if I'm standing up with a mic in front of a church.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, with singers behind me. And yeah. if that there's anything wrong with that, but no. I was only doing that because that was what everybody wanted at the time. And then I had to come to the realization like my music ain't even ain't even that. So why are you trying to settle yourself for something that you're actually not? Yeah, you know, and and then I had to grab hold of that and and make that work for me, because now I'm entering into a world where I'm alone because nobody was doing what I was doing in church. Uh You know, I was doing it before Smokey and all these other cats that's sitting and playing. Yeah, I was doing it before them. They may I may not be as known as them or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I was doing it before them. Yeah. You know, and and uh so it was like, Well they doing it now, they doing something that I was doing already. <laughs> right. You know, so it's it's like but then when I started doing it again, it was like my music was kind of foreign to other people that like church folk,
2: mm. quote
1: unquote, who yeah. didn't understand music. They just right. like this ain't this ain't what we used to. This you know, so yeah. then I had to realize that what who i am and what i do ain't ain't just for the church yeah you know it's probably more so for the folk outside the church yeah but long as my message is pure and long as as my life that i live is pure yes sir then god is gonna still continue to allow me to bless other people
0: absolutely bro because you your know, intentions are good,
1: yeah. And I get a lot of people in the industry that don't even go to church that listen to my music and say, "Like you, you really open me up, yeah, and wanting to understand more about God." That that means that I'm actually doing my part.
0: You letting your light shine, bro.
1: So that's all I can do, man. And that's you know, if that's where where God has me and that's where He want me, then that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing it the way he wants me to do it and he ain't told me that I'm doing it wrong yet right
2: so. <laughs> no, you're
0: definitely making an impact bro um with 30 years in the game uh aside from you being amazing, why do you still think you're sought out to produce people produce records
1: um well I think is one is because I think i I want to. I, I want to be able to, <laughs> yeah, and and I think I have something to offer. Absolutely, and and I think I'm I'm a producer, not just a producer who who's able to produce themselves through artists. Mm. My my mindset as a producer is is more than that because yeah. there's a lot of producers out there who produce artists and it sound like them. Like them, yeah, you know, and that's cool if that's what the artist wants. If they want a record like you, then you know, you got to give them a record like you. But yeah, sometimes you're in a position to create an artist and give them the sound that they want,
2: yeah,
1: and sometimes there's a lot of producers who are unable to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm I'm the guy that can can be a chameleon. I can give you a record and you won't even know it's me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, because my job is to produce you. Is my job is not to produce me. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So I think when when you can when you can get to that level, mm-hmm. um then that's a great place to be.
0: All right, let's bring it home, bro. How important is family to you? You have beautiful children. You have a wonderful legacy. How important is family to you? And then uh, how do you want your legacy to be? How do you want your story to be written?
1: Family is everything, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trade it for all the money in the world. Yeah. Family is everything. Family is my lifeline. Family is why I'm alive. Yes, sir you know i'm living for them yeah for my kids and you know living for for my mom and you know i'm living to to make them happy yeah and and uh so family is everything
0: and then how do you want to be remembered and you got many more years to live i just want to know like what do you want to be said about you
1: well, I want, I want people to, to understand and, and know that my life was lived to please God and to be an example to my kids. Yes. And not only just a musical example, Mm-hmm. But I want my character to rub off on them. Yeah. So when they grow up, people can say, "Your kids, you know, when they grow up, you're oh man, you're such a, an amazing person." You know that that's important to me. For people yeah. to for people to like you. Yeah. You know, not just to respect you, or not yeah. just to. You know, there's some artists and, and industry people right now that I don't ever want to deal with, mm. and they're some of the dopest people on the planet. Yeah, but when you see people, when you see people for who they really are,
2: yeah,
0: right,
1: it it, it turns you off. Facts. So. I don't want I don't want that to be said about me. I want you know, I don't want people to have to find
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: find things to say about me when when I'm gone. Yeah, you know. I want I want it to be effortless. Yeah. You know, not perfect. I'm not perfect. No. Nobody I, is. I want you to be able I want the good to be the first thing. Yes sir. That come out your mouth.
0: Word, yeah. That is that is the essence of Doobie Powell, man. Professional musician, father, son. I mean, lover of God, just a minister of the gospel. Yo, just a cool dude. Um, you are one of my heroes, my brother, and I thank you for being on the show. Um, you have been nothing but kind to me my whole life. You mix my records, you produce, <laughs> records, you produce records, songs I've written. You know, like, um. I just look up to you bro and it's I feel the same way right now at 43 that I did when I was 13 and wow. and I and that's 30 years of just being a fan and a student bro and I and I owe a lot of my musical approach to you and your brothers and your father and IP and Brandon and all the people that I work with that are in the family I, if you think about it 30 the friends album Ricky Harris album came out 30 years ago next year and mm. I and I and uh, I'm Pinky sang the title song on that record, and Brandon was a little kid running around, you know, when in the rehearsals. So I mean, mm-hmm. our families go back. My grandfather and your and Bishop Jefferson were good friends, and mm-hmm. like so, like you know, our families have been intertwined in the state of Connecticut for many years. Mm-hmm. And the respect your father got out the hospital and came to my dad's home going. and I'll never forget that. Yeah, well, so, you brought him. Yeah. And so I'll never he forget to, that. He place. had to go. Yeah. and my I'll put it like this. My father had the cassette of, uh, it was white. I don't know which album it was. Um, it might have been A Mighty Fortress. A Mighty Fortress is our God. Mm-hmm. Your father did. He had it on cassette. He had the whole album on cassette. And it was white. And we probably going to Memphis or something. And it was my job to pick the music, to pass the cassette tapes to him. And he would play whatever I gave him. So we had a new cassette in the in the case. And I was like, what is this, dad? And he was like, this is the greatest keyboard player you'll ever hear. I looked at <laughs> it, and it said, Hubert Powell. I put wow. it in, bro, and I was hooked ever since. And I've been a fan of the Powell family ever since. And that was in the 80s. So you could tell I've been around for a long time. But I love yeah. y'all, man. Um, I pray for y'all. I pray for your strength. Um, pray for Billy, my brother Billy, everything he's going through, you know, um, pray for moms, you know, God's hand is on your life and he's just going to take care of y'all because you served him. He's going to, he's going to honor y'all. So man, I ain't trying to get all holy and, uh, and take you there, but man, I I just (laughs) really want to show you that I really appreciate y'all. And I love you, man. Um, let's, let's end on a high note.
2: Here we go! Uh, that is episode
0: fourteen. That is a wrap. My guy Doobie Powell was here. He poured out of his heart. He gave us the gems. He gave us the insight how to be successful. He told us his uh gave us his story, his origin story, and how he's been successful in his career. Is it thirty years? It got to be thirty years by now, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah it's 30, up there.
0: thirty or more. You know, professional musician, drummer, songwriter, uh, keyboard player, engineer, consultant. <laughs> he does it all and my brother i thank you for taking time out to be with us man it was amazing thank you for pouring out of your heart and just being a sincere genuine person don't ever stop bro keep making music i love that you have created so much music and so much uh so many records that you have a long legacy of music and that we have we can listen to it forever and your children can have it at, at part the, as part of their as part of your catalog and, and just listen to it forever so i love that it will bless people for generations bro don't stop and we we love and support you bro
1: Man, thank you so much, man. This is this is an honor and a, a privilege to be here with you, man. And, and you know, that you've taken out the time to yeah. you know get in get into the minds of the people, man, and yeah you know, give people a a, a a look on, you know, some of these great musicians and yeah. artists that you've been posting, man. So it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm glad to be a part.
0: My guy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. Episode 14 of the In The Pocket podcast, my guy, Doobie Powell. Give him a hand, y'all. Yes, sir. Wow. That was amazing. Huge shout to my brother, Doobie Powell, for being on the show today, pouring out of his heart, sharing priceless gems and giving us the game on how to be successful in the music industry. Please take this time to like, share, and subscribe. Please let somebody know about the In The Pocket podcast um we've had a great year thank you for your support it means the world to me 2024 is coming and we're going to have more shows and more content stay tuned because every round goes higher and higher and we're going to the next level so stay with us keep rocking with us and i'll see you in 2024 thank you for your support
2: peace